0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Father God, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and we give you all the honor and praise. Thank you, Father, for giving me the right words to minister to the congregation and to the people who are watching online. Thank you, Lord, for opening our hearts to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. as I was praying to figure out what to preach on, I knew I wanted to preach on about faith, and um, but where do we go with faith? Faith is such a broad subject, and so as I was thinking, um, the Lord gave me uh, a word to have faith because I know. As mothers, we are always balancing a lot of things on our plate. We're taking care of our children. We're trying to keep our house clean. we, we got to cook. Um, we try to do some volunteer services. Uh, we have a job. And so there's always so much on our plate that we sometimes forget. And then we drain our battery, and then we get kind of, sometimes we kind of lose faith, and because we've been so busy with life that we tend to forget to get with the Lord and try to refuel ourselves. So that's how sometimes I feel. It's like sometimes my faith kind of wavers is because I've been just busy, 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 but not trying to make sure I have time with the Lord. And so I say, okay, Lord, I want to pray. I want an encouraging message that will help us to stand in faith and, and continue to walk in faith and continue to walk with God and keep him in our mind daily or even every minute or every second of the day is just so that we, our faith will stand strong when we need it. So my title today is called Tenacious Faith. So we hardly hear the word tenacious. Um, so my, the thing is, um, the definition of tenacious is this. It is defined as tending to keep a firm hold of something, clinging or adhering closely, not readily relinquishing a position, principle, or course of action, Tenacious means it is determined and persisting in existence, not easily dispelled. So, tenacious is something you hold on to. It's something that we, so God is our anchor. Our faith is in God. So, He is our anchor. He, we want to hold on to Him tenaciously in everything that we do. So, I want to go into a couple of um, Bible stories of some examples of how uh, these people in the Bible were tenaciously having faith in God. So if you turn to Mark chapter 10, starting at verse 46, we are going to talk about blind Bartimaeus. Um, And then blind Bartimaeus had tenacious faith. And so in Mark Mark 10, verse 46, it says this, As Jesus was leaving Jericho, blind Bartimaeus heard him coming and began to cry out and say, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet but he cried out the more Son of God have mercy on me Jesus heard him and called blind Bartimaeus to come to him and so and then Jesus asked him what do you want from me and uh, blind Bartimaeus said I want to be able to see and so Jesus healed him and he was healed and so he didn't allow, during the time that he was calling out to Jesus, he heard about Jesus. He knew Jesus was coming by, and that's why he called out to Jesus and said, Jesus, have mercy on me. But there were people around him saying, leave, leave the master alone. Don't bother him. But he didn't. He kept on going over them and didn't let them hinder him, him from getting his blessing. And his faith was such such tenacity that he didn't allow anybody to ruin his blessing and so um so he got his healing because he pressed through he didn't allow society to tell him hush be quiet don't bother the master god that god doesn't want that god wants us to bother him our as parents we want our children as we get older i know like my parents is like you don't call us anymore i was like when why don't you call me you know, it's like I, I. So I'm not there yet. So I'm praying that my children would do, do. You know, call me. Hey, mom, how are you doing? So we try to endeavor to call mom Lambert almost every day. Hey, mom, how are you doing? You know, just to interact with her and all this. And so God wants us to interact with Him. He wants us to have that faith in Him. And so when you build that relationship, you, you're you are continuing building building that faith. So another tenacious faith example was. Um, While Jesus uh, was walking, there was a Greek lady. And um, she wasn't a Jew, but she heard about Jesus. She heard that he has healed people. She heard about stories of what he has done for other people. And she had a daughter who was, um, I believe, is demon-possessed, and she was trying to get her daughter healed. So when she saw Jesus, she came to him, and and she did the same thing. She says, uh, have mercy on me. But her reaction and her attitude was a little bit different from blind Bartimaeus. As you read through the, it's in Mark chapter chapter seven, verse twenty five um, to thirty. You can tell that this lady um, came to him not in a humble way, as a blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus came humbly to her, to him. And but for some reason, Jesus was telling her. Um, I can't give the uh, cr- uh, crumb, I, I can't. the bread is for the, the people, for the children, not, not for dogs. <laughs> Unfortunately, he called her a dog in that aspect. It's pretty harsh. She could have taken offense to that and just say, well, he called me a dog. Well, forget him and just leave. But she didn't. She's like, I can't get offended over that. I'm going to keep praying because I, I keep going to keep asking him is because he said, because uh, I know he heals. And so she kept at it, and he said, "Well, I can't give the bread to children and, he, and then she humbled herself. she said, "Even the dogs get the crumbs of the children, and he said, "Because of what you said, and you, your daughter is healed so she she pressed her tenacity to get her she knows her faith, she knows the faith in in Jesus that he heals so she she stood her ground. She kept it. She didn't give up. She continued to continue in our faith. She continued to seek Jesus. And that's what tenacity means, is continuing to seek Jesus, continuing for whatever you want so that um, faith will come. And so write this down. Tenacious is a faith. When you seek the Lord, it bears fruits. So tenacity is basically is persistent faith with a purpose. We're not having a faith where we just walk, oh, I believe the Lord. No, we have a purpose. That faith has a purpose in God. So our tenacity faith is a purpose. So we are persisting God with a purpose. So whatever you're looking for, that's what we're persisting him for. So notice the parallel between the two stories. We already talked about how blind Bartimaeus came to Jesus. He didn't allow people to hinder him. Um, the Greek lady didn't allow her, her her to be hindered, and she kept at it. And, and because they know what that faith is. And one thing that um, God said in Hosea, Hosea four six, God said this: My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that's the thing is. What kind of faith do we have? Is our faith just, oh, I believe God, so that's my life, so I'm going to go on. But we want a faith that we have to understand God. We need to understand what he says about us, who we are in him, in order to stand on the faith that we have in him. And so my question for you today is, do you have tenacious faith? Are you holding on to faith in God and his promises in your life? Or are you allowing oppositions or even disappointments uh, to get you out of the will and plan of God? Hopefully, you're on the road towards um, the plans that God has for you. And I know it is sometimes difficult. We think, am I on the right path? Uh, because sometimes it sure doesn't. because I, I, I'm being attacked here and I'm being attacked there. Uh, I, I'm trying to move forward. I'm, I'm taking a step forward, but it feels like I'm taking two steps back. What's going on? We may not understand the entire plan that God has us, but as long as you're moving, he will direct you to the right direction. And and so one thing is our road may not be smooth. It probably will be bumpy. But know that God is there, so fear not. He is with you, and he will direct your path and make it straight. Amen? So now what does tenacious faith look like? Tenacious faith is keeping the course of action, that God has laid out for you or the dreams or visions that God has given you, and you are determined to keep them alive by standing strong in your faith and hope in God. You will not allow failure, opposition, or negative circumstances to hinder the blessing God has for you. Now, that opposition could mean um, devil working in people trying to get you out of the will of God, or the devil's giving you ideas in your head, suggestions, and hoping that you would take it and take the bite like he suggested to Eve and hoping that she will take that fruit. Um, Devil can't really do anything in your life, but he can try to give you suggestions. And it's our reaction, it's our response, is what's going to move us. And so um, now opposition comes in many forms. And we can learn from our oppositions or we can let it defeat us. One thing I like about Pastor Hagen, he has this book out. He says, I will not quit, and I will not be defeated. We have to have that attitude with our faith, is that we will not quit, and we will not be defeated. My, uh, even if my son or my daughter is just making me pull my hair out, and it's like, why even bother? <laughs> or if, or uh, my relatives are just doing something that, oh, Lord, that is very ungodly. Uh, like, but the thing is, they always circumstances, there's always trials and tribulations, but know this, God didn't do those things. The devil is trying to work things out, trying to stop you from the full plans that God has for you. And so when he's trying to do that, he is trying to make you out of the will of God. But what what the difference is, we can learn from it. We can learn from the mistakes that we make. We can learn from things that happen in our life and get better. And that's the thing is, we, we, if we fall, we, dust, we get up, we dust ourselves off, and we continue to walk with the Lord. And then not just uh, going on and doing with the same thing over and over, but learn from our mistakes and be better at it. So we're not perfect. The only person who's perfect was Jesus. So when we look at the Bible and say, like, okay, I didn't hear this. This is the reason why God said his people perished because of lack of knowledge. We want that desire to know what God has for us. We want to know what he has so that we can stand in faith. I bet you when you were saved, you didn't know as much as you know now. You know, and when you were saved, you were a baby Christian. There's still more to learn. And so even if we're veterans, we can still learn a lot. Especially when we're veterans, we kind of get not that love for, uh, that we had at the beginning because we're kind of in it and we've been doing it over and over. We kind of get tired. So you look at the younger uh, Christians, the baby Christian, who got the, woohoo! I'm excited. I am in love with God. Are you in love with God? And they just get you that excitement. And you're like, Yes, I am in love with God, too. You know, they give you that excitement. It gets you back on course again. And that's the thing is hang out with a young person to you know, see, and then you get your fire back up again. So now how do we keep that faith, and how do we hold that principle of I will not quit, I will not be defeated? In Romans ten seventeen, it says this. Romans ten seventeen, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's hear some of the word uh, of God and build our faith. Amen? So faith comes by hearing. That means we got to keep hearing the word of God. And then from when we hear the word of God, we have to act it out. We have to be a doer of the word. So we can't just hear the word and not be a doer because it's not going to change you other than, oh, that sounds very nice. I like that. So if Jesus said, I am healed by his stripe," that sounds very good. But if you're not a doer of the word, then how can you receive? Amen? So it's like if your parents tell you to do something and you say, okay, I hear you. And if like me, my mom told me, save your money. You, uh, when I was living with her after I graduated from college and I had my first job as a teacher, and she said, you're living with me, Free, you don't have to pay electricity, you don't have to pay any kind of bills. I don't require any rent from you. All I ask you to do is help me clean the house and just save your money and live off one paycheck. Me being young, it's like, nah, I'm gonna spend my money. (laughs) So I didn't do that. So now I look back and I say, man, I can kick myself. I said, I should have listened to her. So I, I heard what she said to me, I heard her wisdom. But I didn't follow it. So because of that, I could have been standing on a pretty good amount of money. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah. Uh. So for my teenagers going into college and graduating and everything, if you can, save. Put a portion away. Put 10% to God. Put um, a save percentage of your money to savings. I think uh, Dave Ramsey say 10% to God, 10% to yourself, and then 10% in spending. Um, so And live off 80%. So it's, it's um, financial and being a good shepherd of your money. Amen. So basically, so now we, we hear the faith of God. Faith comes by hearing, and we are the doer of, of God's word. And in order to do that, we need to understand what faith is and how do we understand that, um, where does our faith come from? And really, if you go to Mark 11, verse 22, Jesus said this, have faith in God. That's all we have to do, have faith in God. That's pretty simple. Jesus is very simple, and we try to make it all, all these fancy uh, words and, and make it difficult, but it isn't difficult, and we got to get in the heart and believe, just have faith in God. That's all Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, I am going to show you. Who has faith in God and and how he ha- received his faith and how he believed? So if you, uh, we're going to talk about. Um, let's see. Let me make sure I'm not jumping ahead of myself. Okay, Moses. Moses was already in his, um, I believe, is 80 years old when God called him, and so uh, God came to him with, as a fire, uh, a burning bush. And he was telling Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt and get, uh, set my people free. And uh, Moses was like, who do I tell them who sent me? And Jesus said, tell them I am who I am. And this is in Exodus 3. Jesus, God said, I am who I am. I've read that many times, but it never dawned on me what it meant. And, of course, Pastor helped me out in that part. It means whatever you want God to be. It means... If you need a healer, God is your healer. God is Jehovah Rapha at that moment for you. If you need peace, Jehovah Shalom. He's your peace at that point. If you need a shepherd, he's Jehovah Rohi. He will shepherd you and lead you and guide you at that moment when you need wisdom or when you need guidance. And if you desperately need righteousness, as in trying to make decisions and everything, Jehovah Sikinu, the Lord of our righteousness, he will give you the righteousness that you need. And of course, there's a lot of um, names that God is at that time. But there's the other part that um, I was researching and trying to figure out more, I am who I am. Just that two words. I am. If you take the verb am, am is a present tense word. It means he is ever present. He is always there for you. He, our faith is in him and he is there. He is continually guiding us and he is eternally presence with us. So he's never not with us. So when we are going through trials, he's there. We just have to believe he is there because he said, I am who I am. I am there. I am with you. I am standing with you. So his, he is present to help us, comfort us, guide us, and so much more. His presence never leaves you, and he will always be with you. That is the greatest comfort we can ever find, and we learn it from the very name of God, I am. So when Jesus said to have faith in God, he is saying to us, believe that God is with us and is always present. He's always listening, and he hears our prayers. So now, if we move down to the next verse of um, um, Mark 11, verse 23, Jesus said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So first part, he said, have faith in God. Second part, he says, speak to the mountain. He's telling us to speak forth the word of God in your life. He said, whatever obstacle you are having, if you speak to it, if you believe in it, that it's going to be moved, it has to move. And it basically, God is saying, submit uh, submit to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. So you, you're resisting him, and you're uh, doing what you need to do in order to see that promised land that God has asked, called you to be. So this scripture, verse 23, it is very powerful. It instructs us in how we have authority on earth. And remember, Jesus has already defeated the devil. Our victory has won. So when we are approaching the devil, we have to approach in the aspect that we have the victory. We already have it because Jesus died on the cross. He won, and we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And our testimony is by our, the word of our testimony. And so when you are approaching him, don't approach him as if you have been defeated and you're just trying to battle him out. No, you tell the devil you have been defeated. So I command you to take your hands off my children. I command you to take your hands off of my finances. I command you to take this sickness away from me in the name of Jesus. You, that's the tenacious faith that we're talking about is speaking the word of God in your life. Speak life and not death, uh, death. And even if you're dealing with something, always speak life. Like Pastor and I, we, are, we struggle because um, Christian is battling autism. So we, w- people don't realize autistic children require so much more work. And, um, and one thing that we always have to constantly make sure is that he doesn't run off leaving the house. He knows now he's at the age where he can unlock himself out of the house. And we're always keeping our ear out, making sure, is he outside? So is, you always got to make sure. And there's time that we just kind of like, why us? Why do we have to go through this? So why can't he just be normal? And this is, just be honest. You know, it's the things I do. It's like I'd rather deal with a child that gives me back talking than a child, you know, that I can't really do much in the fact that he doesn't understand. But then I realized as I um, pray with the Lord and everything, I'm like, no, i got to speak life. I don't have to settle for this. I need, my, I need to have tenacious faith when it comes to Christian. He is healed. His mind is normal. He can speak. He can talk. He can communicate. And he can do the things that God has for him. And I, and I look at him and I'm thinking, what kind of future is he going to have? Is he going to be, ta- be having to be taken care of for the rest of his life? or Because I'm not going to be here all, all the time, and I don't want him to be a burden on other people. I want him to be independent. And so that's the vision I have for him. So when every time the devil gives that, that creep into my mind, your son's handicapped. Your son is not go- he, he's going to need help all his life. I had to rebuke that down. I had to cast down that imagination. I had to say, no. God has a plan and purpose for his life, and he is going to be a success in this life. He is going to be independent in the name of Jesus. He's, he's delivered. Jesus delivered children in the Bible that was to overcome by the devil and demonic and possessed, and they were cleared from it. And I'm going to hold on to that truth because they say, by Jesus' stripe, I am healed, so I'm covering it over him. I'm declaring it over him. I'm inter- interceding for him because he can't intercede for himself. And that's the tenacious faith we're talking about, is speaking life over your children, speaking even though you may want to uh, say negative thing. And so we're vowing from this point on. We may slip, which is human, but... We're going to speak life, and we're going to speak it. And every time we have trouble with him, especially when he, he starts going into his meltdown, uh, we just say, Lord, you have it. In the name of Jesus, we command this spirit to leave him, this harassing spirit to leave him, and we thank you, Lord, that he is healed, he's calm, and we just take one battle at a time. And just as you keep on doing it, there's... Um, the movie Martian, the Martian, where Matt Damon was stranded on Mars. At the end, I'm not trying to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it, but um, he was talking about you're going to face trouble. Either you're going to do two things: you can just sit there and die, or you can start solving problems. So that's what he did. He solved. He said, "The more problems you solve, the more you eventually get home." So in the same concept. Whatever it's holding us back, we're wondering why our blessing hasn't come. Get your knowledge in the Bible. Solve the problem. Go to the Bible, read the scriptures, and find the scriptures that help you to stand on and, until you see that promise. And then when you do see the promise, you thank God. And then during that tr- tr- trial that you're going through, pr- praise him anyway. Say uh, my joy, and then my joy comes from the Lord. My joy does not come from people. My joy does not come from my job. My joy doesn't come from anything but the Lord. And I'm believing, and I'm having faith, and I'm going to stand. So whatever you're believing for, speak the word over it. Command the devil to um, remove loose and 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 loosen the bonds over it, and then keep going and thanking Lord, I have it now. Have you heard the song, Oh, the glory is here? Yes, the glory is here. I can sense his mighty presence in the very atmosphere, uh, reach out and receive, and take it now. God is saying, take it. I'm giving you a gift. I'm giving you my word. I'm giving you my promise. So have that tenacity and take the promise of God. And that's what the tenacity we want. And we're speaking to our faith. We want what we are believing for. Because God said not to have a timid faith. God says, I want you to have a tenacious faith. And and we see them. Um, So I want to demonstrate King David, when he was young, he was anointed to become the next king. But you didn't. You noticed that he didn't become king immediately. He had a process that he had to go through, and during the time he was anointed, he just okay, all right, I'll become king. But the thing is, he went back and took care of the sheep. We didn't hear anything in the Bible about him complaining what he had to do. Oh, God said I'm going to be a king, but I'm I'm taking care of the sheep. And But no, he just did what God told him to do. This is where I am supposed to be, and I'm going to do the work. So in life, God may have given us a dream or a vision of where he wants you to be, but it doesn't seem like you are there. Don't, don't lose heart. It's because wherever you are, you can learn from it. And in whatever you are, you can take from it and take it when it's time for that time for you to be in the position that God has called for you. All the experiences you have, you can use. Put it this way: I went into teaching, and I'm wishing I went into computer. <laughs> but I went into teaching, but teaching taught me so much. I've, I've learned how to handle my own website. So now, would you help? It, it helps us to do our website. Who would thunk it, right? Uh, then um, I learned how to do math, which I didn't. Hey, I didn't like, and I struggled with math all my life. And guess what? I'm a math specialist. Go figure. <laughs> but so you never know what's going to happen with life. You just, just, just take it in and say, okay, I'm going to learn from this. Any mistakes I make, I'm going to learn from it because it's just going to make us stronger. Amen. And so King David, during the time he took care of his, uh, his father's sheep, he had killed a lion. He had killed a bear. And he had faith. Well, God delivered me from these animals, and I saved the sheep. And then when he found about Goliath, and he was like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, defying against the living God? He knew who the living God was. And he was indignant that this guy is cursing our God. And so he had faith, and he knew God was, and he knew our God was a living God, and he wasn't going to take it. He's like, we're not having this. And so he came to him, and he was saying, Goliath, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take him down. And so he went to Saul and said, I'll, I'll go for you. I'll go for you. And people look at him like, you're not prepared. You aren't trained. And so, but he was trained. And um, Steve, can you show it up? Show it up. Let me see if I can hide part of it. Maybe not, but we'll see how it goes. Nope, I can't. It's too small of a sheet of paper. All right, have you ever heard of, seen an iceberg analogy? Yeah, well, I thought about the iceberg analogy, and what, what it is is that most people see this top, right? No one sees the underneath, uh, in, inside you. So Saul, the soldiers, Goliath, they didn't know what David had. All they knew is, is a young little boy who had no training in the army, who had no kind of uh, reality. How can this guy defeat Goliath? But David was telling Saul, God delivered me from the lion. God delivered me from the bear, and I know God will deliver me in this. So he had tenacious faith, and he believed God will do it. And he also knew that he had the rewards as well. But the thing is, this was in him. His potential was in him. God prepared him to defeat Goliath. And, and we have the same potential. Do you know your full potential? Probably not because we're always ever growing. But no, one thing is your full potential is in the word. God said you can do what, everything, everything is possible through God. So that's our full potential. Our potential is in the Lord. And the thing is with um, David, he knew his full potential, but he wasn't dumb. He wasn't going to go and said, stand in front of Goliath and say, I'm defeating you. He went and got himself prepared. He has practiced with a slingshot. He went and got the pebbles, the five stones. Um, have you ever wondered why he got five? He took five stones. I mean, he defeated Goliath with just one. Why did he need five? And um, so I was sitting there and I researched on it and figuring out why did he took five stones? Why didn't he just take one? Well, we got to remember we saw we already knew the end story. We already knew he defeated Goliath with one stone, but. David didn't know that at the beginning, so he took the five stones because he's fully being prepared, and he was ready to battle Goliath and say, I have my stones, I'm ready to battle. It's because the thing is, what happened if he didn't hit him in the first stone? Then what? If he didn't have the other stones, what would happen? Or if he did hit the first stone and and defeated Goliath, what happened if the other Philistines say, no, you are not going to do that and come down and attacking him? Then where's his weapon? So he, he prepared himself for what could have come once he goes into battle with Goliath. And so in the same aspect, we can't come half-heartedly in the battle against the devil or half-heartedly against anything that we do in life. we got to be ready. Now, of course, there's some things that we, we can't prepare for, but we can try to fully prepare ourselves in everything that we do. Like I know Arlene, I know last year, it, she, it was a struggle for her to to. Get through those testing and the bus driving and learning to get her CDL right, and we we tried to we helped her as best as we could, but ultimately she's the one who had to um, get it done. And but her desire to have that license uh, paid off. She worked hard. She believed the Lord. She asked the Lord for wisdom. She asked the Lord for grace and bringing back to her remembrance when she takes the test, and she fully prepared for battle to get her license. And now she is driving with that license. And now more opportunities and doors are open for her because she has that license. She didn't give up. She had tenacious faith that God will do, will do this for her. But she did her part. And she allowed God to do his part. And she had favor, tremendous favor with people working with her so that she can have that dream come true. So in the same aspect, we are like the iceberg. People may only see it this much, But we have the entire part of being a full potential. And the devil, what he does is he knows you have the full potential. That's why he attacks you. That's why he attacks because he wants to try to knock us down, make us uh, uh, give up, so that you will be one less, one less in this world that will shine the light for Jesus. That's his ultimate goal. He wants to bring down as many Christians down so it would hurt God, but it, Because once he if he takes you down, that means all the potential people you witness to will be lost. But that's, that's his ultimate goal. But for us, we like no, our purpose, God, Jesus said, make disciples, preach the good news. And that's a responsibility in every single one of us. And if we get our life in the way that God wants us to, man, you'll be a powerhouse. Imagine that. You'll be a powerhouse for God. And so he, he has... That plan and purposes for your life. And he wants you to go to that promised land of milk and honey. He wants you to have a, a good life. Not just a um, mediocre life. He wants you to have a blessings like you will have when you live in the eternal in heaven. He doesn't want you to struggle the entire life you're down here and just wait until you get to heaven. So, boy, I can't wait to get to heaven because all this suffering that I'm doing, going through, I can't wait. No, you don't have to wait. That's the good news. You can be having heaven here on earth. Amen? So, so remember this. Jesus is our example of tenacious faith. His victory over the devil is our victory. We have overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. That is just simple. We have overcome. So have faith in God because you know that He is. He said, "I am who I am," and speak forth life into your into your life. Speak forth what you want, and um, and hold your tongue when things that you know is happening that it shouldn't be hold your tongue. It's hard. I know. We, we want that flesh. That flesh just rise up and say, you just want to speak the negative in it. But it's, you, it's, it's how much do you want it? What is your desire in your faith? How much are you wanting to see that breakthrough in your life? And so that's the main thing is we, we blame the devil and for others that our prayers aren't answered. But are we seeking God enough? Are we initially going after him like blind Bartimaeus, like that Greek lady? And here's another lady. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there's a Shunammite woman. Um, She honored uh, the prophet Elijah. She noticed that he comes to her town on a regular basis. So she and her husband made a room for him so that he could come and stay there when he ministers. Well, Elijah, he wanted to bless her. He's like, what do you want? What would, what can I do for you? She said, I don't have anything. I'm just happy where I am. But they, he found out that she doesn't have a son. So he told her, you will have a son. And she kind of looked at him like, don't lie to me. It's like apparently she really, really wanted a son. And um, she said, please don't deceive me. But she did. She had a son. He grew up. But at at one point in his life, something happened. And he was saying, my head, my head. and he fell down, and in that afternoon he died. What do you think the mother's mouth came out? Because I know one thing I would say, God, you lied to me. My son is dead, you know. But no, she didn't. She kept her mouth shut. She knew she got to go to see Elijah. She knew who to go to. She kept her mouth shut. She didn't say anything. And anyone who came to her and asked her, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Is everything well? She said, it is well. She just said, it it is well. People don't need to know your business. (laughs) You know, it's like like people ask and say, oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. The devil's attacking me. Um, I I don't know how I'm going to make it. There's a time where we, we confide in each other. We just broke down. We just need some encouragement. We need those. But if you're constantly saying, this is happening to me. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Get over it. And, and to come on, let's, let's, we have faith. We got God. We're not like regular people. We have God. We have the word of God. We can change our circumstances. And so she didn't speak the negative. She went to see Elijah. And she said, didn't I tell you not to deceive me? That's all she said. She didn't say, my son is dead. Um, he, he died, and I don't have him anymore. No, she just said, remember what I told you? Do not deceive me. Right then and there, he knew something had happened. And he said, I'm not going to leave your side. We're going to go. And then he went, and he prayed, and he prayed, and prayed, and, and the son came back to life. And she, she bowed, and she thanked, she didn't say anything, she bowed and took the child home. She believed, so saying, uh, devil, you're not taking my son I know who I'm going to. Do you know who to go to when things happen? Or are, you, or are you going to allow God to help you handle the situation? Or are you going to handle it yourself? That's the tenacious faith, believing in God that he will take care of it. So as parents, we are the gatekeepers of our house. If you want your house to be God is the head of this household, make it happen. If you want that to happen, make it happen. Just can't say, well, God is the head of this household. No, you have to do something. Got to teach the children the word. Got to teach them the faith in God. Teach them about the Holy Spirit. Do things. Um, If there's secular things that you know is not very good for the mind, take them away. We have a part in it to make it happen that God is the head of this household. And then, of course, um, we want to speak forth God's word, God's life in ourselves, in our children, in our job, that we have favor, um, we have wisdom, and over our circumstances. So that's the tenacious faith we're talking about is that we have control over our life. No one else has control over it. Kind of like, um, I think it was, um, which... Which evangelist was it? Was it Brian Hart Bunkey, I think? Um, he was ministering to this one lady out in Africa. And she said, Well, I can't, I want to get saved, but my h- boyfriend isn't saved. So I'm not going to get saved. Well, when it's t- and unfortunately, she died in a car crash without being saved. And that kind of breaks your heart because what people don't realize is that you are going to be standing at that judgment seat, not them. Whatever you're doing, you're going to be standing there, and you have to report for what you did in your action. Now I say, well, he did, like Eve's blaming Adam for, her, uh, for what she did wrong, and then Adam blaming on Eve for what he did wrong. No, we are standing in the judgment seat on our own. So what, in closing, what I'm encouraging you, each and every one of us is to have tenacious faith and that we can't allow other people to tell us how to live our life. We can't allow... Um, following Christ be ashamed of what we are because really you know have you ever thought of this sometimes you, we feel like if we speak in tongues they kind of look at you like you're weird stay away from me you know we, we actually had that I had, we had experience in that when we were trying to get into this one church to, uh, for Wednesday service and say do you guys speak in tongue Like yeah we speak in tongue oh no 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 can't have that you know but you know what it is is that we are the norm. You, we got to switch that par- paradigm, is that we are the norm. Christians' life, speaking in tongue, believing in healing, believing in the Word of God, believing in the living God, we are the norm. Not the secular world. The secular world is not the norm. We are. We are the light of the world. Jesus, is, God has created this earth, so that's the norm everything else is not the norm those are abnormal so stand up and rise and 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 don't be ashamed don't be embarrassed and say uh yeah i'm a jesus freak you can call me a jesus freak because you know what (laughs) i'm the norm and it's like i'm not gonna let you make me be ashamed of god and say david didn't he didn't allow people to uh, uh take away remember his wife when he was dancing and she's like you're nuts and he said, no, I'm going to continue dancing for the Lord. And he had that tenacious faith. He, David was considered a, a man after God's own heart. So are you going after God? Are you tenaciously going to him? So go after God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Have that tenacious faith that kindles the fire in you to wanting more of God, to have a closer walk with him, to produce fruitful life so that others will see and want our living God in their lives. So tenacity is persistent with a purpose. So say today, that this is the day I am taking hold of my life. And the course of my life will be determined by God and not by the devil, not by other people, but my God. My emotions and feelings will align with the word of God and I will not quit and I will not be defeated. From this point on, I will speak life and the promises of God over my circumstances. I will not settle for less but the best that God has for me. Praise God. Say, so, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, pastor, I guess.
1: Oh, praise the Lord. Give God some glory today, saints. He's worthy of praise. Amen. Your Lord was revealing to me this week. You can't live by trying to tap into the reserves. You gotta live in the overflow. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, you gotta get so much of God in your life. That you're not trying to tap the reserves, but you're living in an overflowing life of God. That means you're you're spending time in the Word, you're spending time in worship, you're spending time witnessing to people. And I'm telling you, when you start operating like that, then you're not tapping into reserves. Too much of us are tapping into the reserves. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Where we need to be in the overflow. Look at your neighbor and say, get into the overflow. And we can get into the overflow. You're getting into the overflow today, glory to God. I have to get a little preaching. Amen. <laughs> hey are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You, your, you, you moms out here, you guys are overcomers. You're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. It's one of the, I think it's one of the greatest callings that anybody can have is to be a mother. Because you guys determine really where your children go. You're the thermometer in the household. And I'm so grateful for my mom that was a praying mom that prayed for the family for over 10 years. We were all heathens. We were good at it, too. We were good at being heathens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody? Yeah. Do you know what a heathen is? <laughs> Amen. And I was good at it. We were heathens. We were good at, at being heathens. Amen. Partiers. Is that better? Party. And, uh, but we party now with the, with the Lord, the Most High. Amen. And but my mom prayed for us for over 10 years and we all came to the Lord all at one all at one time, one year. We all got saved. And guess who was, who was the last one to get saved in the family? <laughs> right. I was the last one. And guess who's who's the preacher? Well, my, my, my other siblings, they're preachers, too. Amen. mean, they're not they're not pulpit preachers, but we're all called to preach. We're all called to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, the more you do that, the more you minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the greater you're going to grow in your faith and the more tenacious you're going to be. Glory to God. Again, I'm looking at victors, not victims. I'm looking at mighty conquerors here. Moms, you are mighty conquerors, especially your single moms out here that are just handling the... The the show, God bless you, and some of you mothers that are married, you still feel like a single mom. I'm, I'm God bless you. <laughs> the husbands, I'm when the Father's Day message come in, the husbands will be, will be standing up with you guys. Amen. I even I even help my wife out a little bit with the kids. Glory to God. But God is so awesome. Let's just go in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness today, and I thank you, Father God, for the moms that are out here that. Uh, and I believe that they have tenacious faith. Thank you for my wife Yin that's standing strong in our household. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, for all that are out here. Maybe maybe you're here today, or maybe you're watching online, and and perhaps you're a mom, perhaps you're you're a, a, a dad that's taking care of the household. Uh, God wants to help you this morning. He wants to help you in all your endeavors, and you have to ask Him for. ...for his help. So if if you've never made a decision... ...to get God into your equation... ...today is the day of salvation. And I want you to just pray this prayer after me... ...and mean in your heart. If you're ready for God... ...you're ready to get some grace in your life... ...you're ready to get some peace in your life... ...just pray this prayer. Say, Dear God... ...I believe... ...Jesus... ...you died on the cross... ...for my sins. Jesus, I believe... ...you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.